ready for this? How did folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town? We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Welcome in and word to your mother. Welcome into another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I'm your host, manager of the great team Fair Life, Chris Mitchum, here with the usual crew. First, we have Aaron, manager of Let Russ Microwave. How we doing, sir? What's happening, Chris? How we doing, man? I asked you another first. Day, another week where the Colts fall short. Yeah. Colt, go Colts. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that before or before we do that. Tim Raider is also here, manager of the new and improved Close But No Jamar. How are we feeling after week seven, sir? Or week eight, sorry. That was incredible. Feel good? That's, yeah, I haven't felt this way about my team all year. This is, it's nice. I like that. I like that a lot. We got a pack show. For you, as always, today on the evening of November 1st, 2023, Week 8 review coming at you this week. It was a high-scoring week, if you guys notice. Aaron, I forget the total amount of points you put up. It was a really respectable total. You didn't even make Oh, I don't forget. 141. 141. (laughs) It didn't even make top three this week. Tells you how electric that week was. We'll break that down. And then, of course, we have an updated power rankings for you, which I'm excited about this one because I feel like we actually have some disagreements this week. So excited to get into that. Of course, we have another round of the This League. Guarantee heading your way before we wrap it up within week nine preview. Tim, you now have a three-week-old baby, right? Yeah. So appreciate you grinding and getting on here despite having that bundle of joy going for you. What are we drinking this week? Oh, we got some subtly sweet tea. Mm, subtly sweet, so not sweet tea, but not yes, unsweet so tea. It's, it's part of my low slash no sugar diet, and I, I give it props. It's how I made it through the summer with no lemonade, no no cokes, no nothing. Mm. It was just this subtly sweet tea. I think it's like Pure Life. Or I don't even know. I got to figure out the brand, get a sponsorship, but. Good stuff. Never been a big tea guy. I've never, I've never been able to get there. Maybe I'll give the subtle, subtle sweet tea a try. Aaron, what are we, what are we sipping on? We got water because it's my first uh, week of work this week, Ooh. and it's been 120 miles an hour every day. I believe it, man. So water is essential. Lots to learn making that shmoney because we're not making any on the guarantee. That's for sure. I, (laughs) this week, have a wonderful, glorious Sun King uh, Java Mac. It is a coffee-infused Scottish-style ale from our good friends at Sun King Brewery here in Indianapolis. One of the best ones they make, I feel like. Uh, Definitely definitely get your hands on those if they come around. Although, I think their best beer is Midnight Choir still. I still put that at number one. There was another iteration of the Mac that they had at one point. Do you guys remember what it was? It was like for a limited time. It was like a chocolate Wee Mac. Oh, yeah. It was like the chocolate that, vanilla Wee Mac. 
Yeah, that was good. They just have all sorts of bangers there. They do. They do. If you ever find yourself in Indy and don't want to watch a Colts game, because at this point, I certainly do not recommend it. Sun King, right downtown. Great folks. Great beer. As always, before we get into all of the analysis, www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can go and look at the scores from last week, the matchups that are upcoming, and all of the waiver wires and trades and all of that good stuff up to the minute. It's a great tool to use whenever you, you whenever you listen to this podcast. So you can go through, look at what we're looking at, and that way it's a lot easier to call us out when we think we're spewing some BS. So you can do that on uh, social media, Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram, this league underscore pod. Gentlemen, shall we get into the week eight review? Let's go. In case you forgot, this was the third of fourth of the fourth week of the Cadoba Chipotle Classic. Two divisions in this league, the Cadoba and the Chipotle, five teams each. These uh, next week and in the previous three weeks, they've had they've been interdivisional matchups. So we like to keep track of who wins from what division and see which division comes out on top. Heading into week eight, Chipotle had a winning or had a lead of seven to three. So can Cadoba rally? I know they came into this one as underdogs <laughs> in the Chipotle Cadoba division. Can they make it competitive? We will see, and we will start. With the first matchup representing Chipotle Division, it was your boy Chris and Team Fairlife coming into this one at five and two, taking on a new look Stephen and Mount Passmore coming into this one at four and three, representing the Cadoba Division. Chris versus Stephen, Josh Allen, complete cheats code. Alvin Kamara also an unbelievable cheat code. Both combined for Chris for sixty points. Chris, how does it feel to have? Alvin Kamara just on your team in general this year after that trade with Stretch. The trade's already worth it to me. Already worth it. I th- I think maybe other than Christian McCaffrey, I can't really think of another running. Okay, Travis Etienne. Maybe those two. I can't really think of another running back going forward you would want more than Alvin Kamara just because he is the offense. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but those are the only two off the top of my head I could think you would want more going forward. Going forward for this season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I am not yeah, oblivious to that. Yeah, we, there. we don't know what Kamara will be uh, next season and beyond, but at least but, this yeah, year. Hard to, hard to, sorry. No, you're good. Just this year, very much a win-now piece. Keeps you very competitive at the RB position. I think Kamara, top five on the year, right? Uh, he is the RB6, and that's after missing the first three games. <laughs> so. so very well could be the RB1 if you played all of those games. Jordan Addison and Hawkinson, they both combined for 40 points. You like to see that. However, yeah, it's 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 trouble looming. It's a dark day. Dark day for, for Minnesota and Team Fairlife. And for let Russ microwave as well. Kirk Cousins out for the year with a torn Achilles. What what does this mean for some of Chris's pieces here? Yet to be determined. You're obviously going to keep playing Hawkinson, but we might see later that there may be some uh roster management shifting as far as who he starts cooper cup dj moore ah, they're just both going to be a floor plays until their respective qbs get healthy gonna probably look ugly until then Pittman and swift both solid for you i think that's the recipe for you this week it was have a couple guys blow up and then 
you know, you had pretty much four outputs for the rest of the guys and they get you to a healthy 150 points of your total. And then for Steven, he starts his journey of just being a very soft opponent with trading away both of his wide receiver studs that quite frankly kept him in games. Mm -hmm. Herbert was balling, but Jacoby Myers pooped his pants and Latavius Murray is 75 years old. Yes, indeed. Their big old wet fart. Just, (laughs) yep, not good. Jaguars duo, it was fine. And T Higgins was fine. Just nothing really like awe-inspiring up and down the lineup and it's probably about what you're going to get the rest of the season for Steven. I think he has solidified himself as a bottom four team in the league with the moves that he made for this year. Chris wins this one fairly uh, easily, 151 to 99. Yep, I mean, I, I, I think most people expect it to go this way. With Steven's recent moves, definitely planning for the future. T. Higgins and D.K. Metcalf are not going to give you the same production as a Stephon Diggs and A.J. Brown, that's for sure. So I definitely picked a good week to come up against Steven where I don't have to go up against those guys. Your boy moves to 6-2 and two while Steven falls to 500 at 4-4. Four and four. Let's get on to the next matchup. You had two teams that were kind of on the opposite sides of the world here. We had Zach and Brees Lightning coming into this one at 1-6, and six, taking on Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth, Mr. Undefeated. And, you know, worst versus first, Anthony's easily going to roll the victory. It's surely, just not even sure. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't don't count your eggs just yet. Woo-hoo! Lamar Jackson puts in a floor appearance, first time in a while, with 14. How disappointing, or how disappointed are we in Ramondre Stevenson as a whole on the year? Shout out me for getting cd lamb somebody who almost gave a first for him (laughs) yeah dodge that Um, one you know amari cooper keenan allen they're okay 15 apiece travis kelsey gets 12 that's a floor play joe mixon finally gets in the end zone with a you know a solid 20 point performance um but all in all for an anthony team that has nobody on by because there were no buys last week 120 129 total points solid but Kind of, kind of like once you still want more there. It's not elite. Yep. Brees Lightning, on the other hand, we we get a twenty-one out of Brees Hall himself, mm. and nineteen out of Javante Williams. How about that? How about that? I mean, I eighteen's great, but I'm almost more encouraged by the twenty-seven carries from Javante Williams. Oh, wild! Love that going forward for for Zach. You got a solid. 15, 16 out of Deontay Johnson with 14 targets. And then don't look now, but David and Joku, you know, was chasing that 30 point performance that Zach was trying to muster up. Look, it's a nice 18. And Josh Downs. I mean, Josh Downs is looking like a dude for the Colts. Yeah, he looks good. You know, we're we're racking up points here. I'm, I'm saying a lot of positive numbers. Um, Zach went into. Was it Sunday night or Monday was it the afternoon football. Monday night football. See, it's been so long. I've slept so little since then. I believe it. Yeah. So Monday night football, we had the Lions and the Raiders facing off. Zach was down, I want to say, like 27. I think so. Yeah. And he still has Jared Garf going up 
Um, the Raiders are a dumpster fire of an organization, mm. not out of the realm of possibility that he could pull this one off. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking there was a solid chance. Like I think going into that game, it said Zach had like an 8% chance of victory. I'm like, I think it's more likely than 8% that Jared Goff can put up, you know, 27 on the Raiders. And Jared Goff had 12 points at half. He so sure like did. he was on his way, man. Anthony was sweating this one out. But alas, as you could probably tell by the tone of our voices, <laughs> Jared Goff finishes the game with 14 points. They just ran the ball with Gibbs all day long. So this one ends up being Anthony by 13, 129 to 116. And Zach, you know, shaking his head on the bench with, with Taysom Hill there. Uh, Chris, I'll pass it over to you. Any comments? Yeah, for me, this is what, when you look at Anthony's roster, this is what I expect on a weekly basis. To this day, I still don't know how he is consistently putting up 160, 150. I mean, I guess you can usually count on either Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, or Travis Kelsey, one of those a week having just a blow-up game that pushes him into that 150 mark. All of them had absolute floor games this week, so I guess that's why you could you can explain the 129-point low, but um, this is kind of what I expect from Anthony, and how he always gets consistently 150-plus kind of blows my mind. Aaron, I know you had something to add. I was just going to add, I think this is a part of the schedule that Anthony is getting very fortunate currently oh yeah good point because he has justin jefferson out and he has some again you know a week like this where he scores 130 it was very possible zach could have beat him if jared goff goes off and you know i think he's very capable of going off on a given week but last three or four weeks he's played the likes of don clayton and then this week he played zach i mean that's just like how perfect is that he hasn't looked fantastic either right and that but that's why he's undefeated i mean if he goes up against you me tim hayden you know the upper half of the league even one of those just any given week he probably has a loss so i just think you know he is getting fortunate but his time of doing that will end as of this coming week when he has to play tim Oh, baby, I am looking forward to that matchup. But instead of just jumping to that, what the people are waiting for, we got to go through the rest of these matchups. And the next one we have, it was Tim and close, but no Jamar coming into this one at two and five, taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket, always feisty coming into this one at one and six. You know, you hear the record two and five and one and six. Pretty similar records, pretty disappointing seasons, but ladies and gentlemen, if we do not have the most drastically different (laughs) rosters going into a game with two teams with losing records, Tim puts up the second most points on the week with 165 points, defeating Clayton, who mustered 102 points, triple digits, shout out Clayton, but the main takeaway from this matchup for me is we just got a glimpse We got a taste of just how devastating this Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown stack can be. That alone, I think, makes Tim a legit contender going forward. CeeDee Lamb is alive as well. That was great to hear. 
we were kind of waiting on that breakout game. You know, the Cowboys are like playing well, but Dak's not looking great. How about uh, 12 catches for 158 yards and two for Mr. CeeDee Lamb? By far the wide receiver one on the week. Jamar Chase. Pretty mediocre. (laughs) It's pretty fine. It's all right. Um, Jamar Chase continues his bounce back campaign and hell even DeAndre Hopkins on the bench down there four catches 128 for three tutties very interested to see if that continues with Mr. Will Levi's get you some jeans back there but even (laughs) he joined in on the fun it was a great week high point total but I will say some question marks do remain the rest of his team outside of his big three, which is what I'm now going to start calling those three wide receivers, is the big three. Left a lot to be desired. And now I will say, we've seen people take home the nut with two or three really good players. Like, stretch year one with Alvin Kamara and uh, Kyler Murray was the perfect example. But until we see like some true consistency from the running backs, Jonathan Taylor with 10, Aaron Jones just needs to remove his hamstring, and Isaiah Pacheco with a you know, with a pretty base game um, with six points, I will say probably throw out that week for the Chiefs in general. They just looked really bad. Um, I, 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 It's hard for me to put Tim into the top tier of teams in the league until he gets some kind of consistency from those guys. And even Darren Waller looking like he picked up a longish term injury. Logan Thomas isn't horrible, but he certainly isn't in the upper echelon of tight ends. Uh, so as for Clayton, I mean, what a disappointment Damian Pierce is, man. Like, I feel like a lot of the games, if Damian Pierce were to produce what we expected in the preseason, he may be, yeah, I don't, I don't know, three and four, two and five. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. Damian Pierce has just been really disappointing. Um, and on top of that, you know, you had, I would say, predictable performances from um, Elijah Moore, Drake London, I would say, gets you 10, which is about what you expect. Um, and then even, you know, the KJ Osborne's who did a, he did, who put in a really good performance and maybe even Nico Collins, I would say is kind of unpredictable at this point, but Hey, Joe Burrow, he's freaking back. Tim, can I get an amen? Who day? Come on. Uh, he looks really good putting up 33 points for Clayton this week. Joe Burrow was the quarterback for on the week. You love to see that. That will keep you in games when you have a quarterback that can blow up like that. And my official eyeballs of the week is Mr. Trey McBride on Clayton's bench. Not a lot of tight ends in the league can get 14 targets, let alone catch 10 of them for 95 yards. That might be end up being one of the steals of the season going forward. You know, we, we know Trey McBride has the talent. Um, that could be, that could be really good. I mean, Getting a tight end that can get that many targets is not something a lot of people can say. So uh, Tim gets some good momentum, as Aaron mentioned, heading into a colossal game next week. And Clayton still probably saving his powder for the loser's bracket to hopefully try and compete for whoever has his pick to be a good pick. Again, your final score was Tim 165 to Clayton 102. Tim, anything to add before we move on? This was fun. It was a fun week. Scoring lots of points is nice. Uh, it feels good to be back on. It's some positive momentum. Uh, and for the people tracking at home, I know you are. This is the first week since week one where my defense has outscored the other team's defense. Woohoo! Week one, I was plus one. Week eight, plus four. Hey, hey, hot improved. dog. 
I'm making noise. Love that, Tim. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our next matchup. It was a quasi-winner go home here. I really wanted to press the button last week, but I decided to hold off because it was between Don and Jigba's in Paris coming into this one at 2-5, and five, taking on Hayden and Tua Infinity and Bijan coming into this one at 3-4. and four. And to start this one off, fellas, we can just officially say that Travis Etienne is a monster. He's good at football, yeah. This dude is just continually providing ceiling outputs for Hayden. And quick little fact here, he has seven touchdowns the past three weeks. Goodness gracious. Which is just so impressive. Another impressive performance this week. You know, didn't get in on the ground when it, when it comes to a touchdown. No rushing. No worries. He just popped off for like a 60-yard touchdown, which I think on this league rides, a lot of people had Travis Etienne anytime TD. That so. was a profit boost. <laughs> <laughs> made some money, made some money there, which uh, which felt nice. Um, but outside of that, I mean, Hayden, it feels like he continually can't get the QB decision correct. I feel bad for him to be in that predicament, but you know, you can't blame him for going back to Mahomes, especially in a plus matchup against the booty cheeks Denver I'll, Broncos. I'll put my hand up. I was the one that gave him so much crap for benching Patrick Mahomes last week. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Grant, he won, but. Still. Put my hand and up. A, a huge reason that he lost, you know, four points compared to two is 26. Mm. And you also have to factor in Jalen Waddle had a huge game. Uh, not really, really nice to see him have a 20 plus point performance. And boys, how about Jameer Gibbs on Monday Night Football? Sure. He looked unstoppable. While David and, Montgomery's out, have fun, Hayden. But when David well, Montgomery comes back, welcome back to misery. <laughs> so, right. It's pretty easy. Just goes to show, look what happens when you give the man some ample volume. I mean, he can do a lot of really impressive things with it. Now, granted, it was the Raiders, which their defense might be the worst in the NFL, if not bottom five. But still, I mean, you got to perform, you got to show up. So it was nice to see that. Huka was an absolute no-show. Pretty much the whole Rams offense was a no-show, but that definitely stung. And... Man, it just is an eyesore every week at tight end. It's just still a problem. I mean, just every week feels like I'm talking about the tight end position and the lack of output there. But despite that, I really do like Hayden's team. He is very much in the playoff picture. And, you know, this was a respectable performance this week uh, with some guys that, you know, I think elicit some fear. And, man, you got to worry about uh, some of his playmakers. Uh, especially as running backs. They're young and uh, not going away anytime soon. For Don, his pretty Ayuk stack, it was fruitful, but not enough to fully carry him, I would say. They combined for roughly 35 points. He'll take it, but you need more if you're going to knock off a legitimate playoff team like Hayden. Miles Sanders had two carries for zero yards. A goose egg in the points column. Yikes. He might be, he's definitely the biggest disappointment at the RB position. He might be the biggest disappointment in all of fantasy. Yeah. I mean, running back is 48. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's not great. He might be one of the most expensive backups in the league. I mean, the dude is just not who we thought he was, I guess. I don't know what's going on in Carolina, but it's not good. 
and Don's team is suffering because of it. And it doesn't get much better because Tony Pollard stinks recently. Dude, what is I mean, guys, I'm kind of I'm kind of asking for a friend here. Um like would you would you trade assets to go after Tony Pollard at this point if you're a contender? <clears throat> no. If you go back to two weeks ago, maybe, but I mean, like, okay. Pick, maybe no, like, I'd throw a two at him, but so you would you wouldn't give a first for Tony Pollard at this point? No. I mean, 26, the ankle injury last year is really I mean, he did not look like himself. And he's just also kind of wallowing in the whole is he better as an RB2 where he was explosive? Now he's carrying the load. He just doesn't look the same. Yeah, I I think I would still give a for I don't because I know what you mean. Like recency bias, you know, like yeah, not a first pair on pick, but the fact that the Cowboys didn't bring anybody else in whenever they traded away Zeke and that he's the guy. Like shout out to our friends over at the fantasy footballers. I'm not gonna take credit for this, but Andy Holloway over there compared Tony Pollard to Lamar Miller. Remember that? Whenever he <laughs> finally got the whole workload and then just was not as explosive. He is like the perfect example of kind of what I think maybe the Pat Tony Pollard's going down. Yeah, absolutely. So when will he return to form? You would hope at some point this season, but it just hasn't been the case. And that those two guys we thought had so much promise mm-hmm. and could keep Don competitive and they have just went the opposite way. McLaurin and Brown really did their jobs in the flex spots. They had really good, solid output there. There was just key players that didn't measure up, including Chris Olave, which we're all, well, not all of us. A lot of us are Colts fans in the, in this league, and we're probably tuning in when uh, Chris Olave had a ball <laughs> oh go right off of his face mask. Doink! I mean, what a just that doofus like, move. Just absolutely looked foolish there. Something's off with him and Derek Carr. Can't put my finger on it, but it's not good. Tight end's also a problem for Don. There's just a lot of holes in his roster, unfortunately, and not enough star power is the story here as Hayden prevails, and the final score here was Don 100 to Hayden's 132. All right, well, congrats to Mr. Hayden. Moves to 4 and 4, 500. Fighting for that playoff spot. He's got the roster to get in the playoff spot, but four and four. No guarantee as Dawn falls to two and five. Let's get on to our final matchup. And it's the last matchup. And you know what that means. It's the game of the week. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. This game of the week, we have two juggernauts at five and two apiece. Oh, baby. Going ahead. Opposite divisions, like we've been saying. And Gretchen Walker, hardly nowhere. Huh? And Aaron and Let Russ Microwave battle this one out to the dad. And boy, we had points everywhere. We sure did. Let's just start just the elephant in the room. Like Sam freaking Howell. What what is this? 38 guy? points. <laughs> Who is what? this? Out of the what? Huh? Insane. Hey, what happened? Josh Jacobs, Ken Walker, floor play. Adam Thielen and Mike Evans, the old men, 
just continued getting it done over there. Garrett Wilson puts a nice 18 points. Devonta Smith works good game in weeks for stretch. And the best player, the star on that team, the Cowboys defense. Come on. 17. Aaron throwing punches right back, returning every shot. Eckler looks good with 22. Saquon gets 16. Tyreek Hill gets 25. Mark Andrews, 14. Amon Ross, 17. Diggs, 6. I mean, points everywhere. Let's add them up. Coming into Monday Night Football. Oh. We had another. This game was 50 50. 50. 50. On the sleeper projections. Oh, man. On one side, we have Aaron with Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Devontae Adams. Studs. And on the other side, we had Sam Laporta and Josh Jacobs. Mm. I don't know about you, Chris, but like in a 50-50 toss-up, I would take Amon Ra and Devontae I was leaning Adams Aaron. I was leaning 10 Aaron. times out of 10. Like yep. strongly would take that. Uh, unfortunately, Josh Jacobs falls into the end zone early. They're playing from behind. He gets a couple catches. Sam Laporta is is the next tight end one like he's he's so good 19 points Ooh, 10 mentioned targets it, mentioned it for aaron amon Ra. you know there was a very uh last minute pivot pickup khalif raymond for 21 fab i believe it was yeah because amon Ra was battling something it was really like iffy on whether he was going to play but he gets it done you'll take 17. yep and, and Devontae adams gets one catch. Oh God! For eleven yards, he had a ninety-eight-yard touchdown reception overthrown, and yep. a sixty-yard touchdown reception overthrown. <laughs> like I, when I'm, I these were clear path, unobstructed. Aaron touchdown. is melting. Aaron is and melting. Jimmy Garoppolo could just, <laughs> just hit the broadside of a barn, and, and he could not do it in the game. And I mean. That was the straw that broke the camel's back for the Raiders because they have today fired their coach, offensive coordinator, GM, benched Jimmy Garoppolo. Like Devontae Adams is now the one and only face of the franchise. They fired Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Yeah. He's home. And the he GM. sucks. Yeah. See you later. Yep. Offensive coordinator. They basically said, Devontae Adams, please don't hate us. Please stay. Wow. So at all in all, wrapping it up. Stretch wins this one 167 to 141. The scoreboard is not as close as it was throughout the day, throughout the week. And another fun stat for you. Sleeper gives out everyone who obviously is on the platform knows, but they have the weekly awards, the weekly report. And there's this one called the Overachiever Award, <laughs> which is based on like they project your points going into the week with your lineup set. It's who scores way more than they should, like just astronomically more than they should. Um, week eight just finished, and Stretch has four overachiever awards. <laughs> that is that is of the most Stretch thing. Of course he does. I, I had to look it up because I was like, surely he's got like at, you know a few, and it's like he's got half. 167 points. Sam Howell going, what? Dude, what we... is Sam Howell? <laughs> I can't. Is, is he the franchise? I don't even know. Like, what's he doing? That, 
Mr. Overachiever. I don't know. Say that final score one more time, Tim. 167 to 141. Aaron, this is a safe space. You can let it out. You know, most weeks 141 will get it done, and it typically will beat at least half the league. And, of course, I had to play stretch where I'm on, honestly, like, outside of Sam Howell, like, the rest of his scoring, like, I was okay with. It's like, okay, they deserve that. Like, Sam Laporta's a stud. You know, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, all of that makes sense. Sam Howell going for 40 points is absolute <laughs> BS crap. That's so stupid. It's just the dumbest thing. So dumb. Sam Howell beating me. Dude can't even throw a pass to a his son from five yards away last week, and now all of a sudden he plays the Eagles and he's Joe Montana or something. <laughs> My God. Just hate hate life sometimes. And I mean, you know what makes it worse? You know what makes it worse? Stretch texted me and was like, hey, here's some funny context actually on Sam Howell. I actually was texting with Tim trying to trade for Dak Prescott, but Tim didn't see my message in time, so I just threw Sam Howell in there. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Wouldn't have mattered this week. Dak still went 36, but... Right, yeah. which I can have some <laughs> solace about, but... It's 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 tough when Anthony does kind of squeak out one that he probably shouldn't squeak out to, you know, lose lose ground in in that you know playoff race that's funny so thanks stretch i probably have no shot at the first round by anymore yeah, so what do we got we finished, we finished week eight and playoffs start in 14 week 14 yep yeah so six weeks to go all right well that was your week eight review ladies and gentlemen uh hope you enjoyed that aaron rant as much as i did there for Jimmy you garoppolo can suck it <laughs> Quick standings update for you. If the season were to end today, Anthony at undefeated 8-0 would be your number one seed with a bye. Stretch, sitting on top of the Cadoba division at 6-2, would be your number two seed with a bye. The remaining number three seed would be your boy, Team Fairlife. Four seed would be Aaron and Let Russ Microwave. The five seed as it stands would be Hayden and Two Infinity and Bijan. And the sixth seed would be Steven and Mount pass more obviously we probably expect that to change here upcoming uh quick points for it is still aaron leading the league in points four followed by your boy team Fairlife and anthony and guess what points against um i think i believe aaron no i'm sorry hey Hi, you're looking right here yes tim is leading the by points four by a good margin sitting down there at three and five Followed by your boy and then Aaron. How about the podcast hosts? All leading the points against race here. Oh. People love playing the podcast in, hosts, man. In the Qdoba division, I, I have more 140 more points against me than Stretch, who's second. That's a whole That's other true. game. Stupid. That's a whole <laughs> other game I've had to play. That's true, especially considering. Yeah, hopefully that will return to the mean since you get you know another round of Cadoba coming up here soon. Um, all right, well that was your week eight preview. That was your quick standings update. A lot has changed in two weeks since we did our last power rankings. Let's get into that right now. Broncos country, let's ride. 
It's time for your now bi-weekly power rankings update. Here we go. Week nine. And we've got some movement. We got some teams with clear direction. I'm excited now. to get into this. We're going to start at the bottom. And it is Breeze Lightning. Incorrect. Sitting at the bottom. Aaron and I have him have him down there. You know, he's just a team right now. It's got some pieces, I guess. I don't That's know. Fair. Chris, I mean, dive in here. Why is he not the bottom? Let's 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 go through it all first, and then then I'll tell you why Brees Lining is not the worst team in the league. Okay. okay. Coming in at number nine, we have Injigbas in Paris. Correct. Don <laughs> averages ninety nine points a week. We have at eight the red rocket how about it baby wow late, late. long way from i don't even know like 20 wow. straight bottom. we're liking what we're seeing how about it man at number seven still uh mount passmore hanging around that mendoza line he was you know, at seven still- last time as well he was at six last time. Okay. Dropped a spot, but still, you know, hanging right around right. that that playoff line, that, that six seven cutoff. All right. Um, at number six, we have Tua Infinity and Bijan, who sense. drops one, drops one from the last time we did a power rankings. Number five. Close by no Jamar. Okay, okay. On my way back right, up. Working your way up. Yep. One step at a time. Up two spots from a couple weeks ago. Uh, and A.J. Brown is the reason why. <laughs> That's right. At number four, another contended kind of spot in the power rankings. But consensus is Team Fairlife. All right. All right. That's number cool. four. Number That's four. Cool. I've been top yeah. three scoring the past four weeks. That's fine. That's cool. That's whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. Number three, falling a little bit, we have Let Russ Microwave. Dude, when's the sure. last time you've been that low, Aaron? I feel like it's been it's a while. Yeah. I've always typically one or two, so that's fair, though. Hey, the target's off your back. Hungry dogs run faster. That's true. Number two, we have, regrettably, Walker, hardly knower. Okay. Mr. Overachiever himself. Every year. (laughs) 50% of the weeks, Mr. Overachiever. Always good. Oh, Adam Thielen. Every year. (laughs) Adam Thielen sucks two years in a row for the Vikings. He goes to the Panthers. He's on Stretcher's team. Hell yeah. Yeah, it, it, so that, that happened. He's he, he's up two from a couple weeks ago, from four to two. Walker hardly nowhere, and chalk number one, the only undefeated team. Yeah, it's got to be, got to be this league. Uh, Anthony and team uninspired youth. All right, Chris, Chris, hop in here. Give us, give us your take a on Brees Lightning and then B on Team Fairlife. Here's the thing. Zach is being disrespected right now. Let me tell you the last four weeks for Zach. Here we go. 116, 103, 107, 107. Here are the last four for Don. 99, 81, 110, 91, 
Like, come on, Zach is consistently, it's a trend now. Three straight weeks, triple digits, he's got Brees Hall back, Javante's starting to look like a thing, um, and he's got some other pieces down there too that are not, Deontay Johnson's back, so that's good, Josh Downs looking like a thing, so it's like, I feel like he's no longer the worst. I, okay. I would rather play Dawn right now than I would Zach with his pieces that they are developing I okay. I I did put Dawn at at la, in last place, but then I looked at Clayton's and his last four weeks are 102, good, and then 78, 98, and then 102. So I'm like, okay, that 78 kind of tells you I think the 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 bottom that Clayton can hit that maybe not maybe Dawn can't hit. I think Dawn will consistently put up around 100, but Clayton has the opportunity the potential to really tank a week which is why I personally put Clayton at the bottom Dawn nine Zach eight is how I went I think Zach has shown enough consistently in the triple digits to warrant at least the number eight position is where I'm at with that I I I can I can buy that you know sitting here I I can be swayed on Don and Clayton being worse I I went with the the looking at points for and points against that's fair Zach is 10th He's last place in points for, and he's last place in points against. Oof. Damn. Not putting up points. Not sexy. And teams are not going off against him, so he's in these games that he's relatively he, close to. He has to. been. That's which is crazy. I feel like the last one two weeks. Seven, yeah. One in seven yeah. with a couple decisions could it could easily be three or four wins right now. So, like, I, I get it. Just saying that out loud, I'm like, okay, so he probably should be higher on my power rankings. But, like, just – Look, I don't know. On the season as a whole, I'm just not not there. But I don't know. Maybe maybe next time I'll officially change my mind. That's fair. And then I yeah. I briefly said it. I I'm not as passionate about putting me number two as I was about not putting Zach last. It's just at the last four weeks actually, I am the only one that's been consistently in the top three of scores. I feel like um you know the consistency of consistently putting up. I'm saying consistent a lot. Um, <laughs> at least you're consistent. At least I'm right. Uh, I feel like I've just been really good at making sure I'm putting up that, you know, that 130, 140, 150 that you need to kind of ensure wins going forward, um, which is why I put me at two. I feel like I have a better consistency than Stretch. Granted, I feel like Stretch can have a potential higher blow-up week than me, but when it comes to capitalizing on when somebody puts a mid-tier to low performance, I feel like I'll usually take the dub there because my team has been that consistent ding, going forward, which is why I put me at two. And the record, I feel like, shows that as well, being 6-2 and two in the Chipotle division versus 6-2 and two in the Cadoba division. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I think I put you a little lower just because um, if we go back, starting maybe like week six on, your outputs have have been great for sure and have been consistent, but you lean a little heavy on Kamara and Josh Allen to kind of get those big performances. And then the rest of your guys are like, they're fine, but there's not like anybody that's hitting those like big ceilings like Devon Achan was doing or DJ Moore. Cooper Cup's really been struggling. And now you have the Vikings situation. So like you probably won't even play Addison and yeah, Hawks. My, probably my be. team's been taking a beating. Low key, and <laughs> and Hawks probably going to be a floor play now. So like, there's just a lot of extenuating factors where I'm like, you you're, you have a really good team still, and like, there's no threat of you not making the playoffs. 
But to put you top two, I feel like you have to have maybe a little more than just like Kamara and Allen consistently going off. That's I don't fair. Know. That's, that's sort of where I landed. Well, that's fair. Uh, let me run through those power rankings one more time really quickly. Number 10, we have Brees Lightning and Zach. Number 9, Dawn. 8, Clayton. Look at Adam. 7, Steven. 6, Hayden. 5, Tim. 4, your boy, Chris. 3, Aaron. 2, Stretch. Right? Yeah, 2, Stretch. 1, Anthony. Let's try our best, gosh dang it, to go make some money, please. This week. The This League. Guaranteed. Uh, close only counts in horseshoes and grenades. Am I right, guys? Um, actually, we didn't even really get close that week. Uh, Chiefs minus seven didn't hit. Falcons money line didn't hit because Will Levis came out of nowhere. But the Saints Colts, all reliable. <laughs> the over. Yes, sir. 43 and a half hit for Aaron. Congratulations there. We are coming at you with another three-legged parlay to try to get off the freaking schneid. Let's just say we're due, people. We're due. Tim, I'll start with you. Oh, for sure. And I'm, you know, I was sitting here looking at the board. Wasn't loving a ton of it. Not a great Uh, board. Yeah, just kind kind of wonky a little bit. But there's one that stood out to me that I'm rolling with, and that is Chiefs minus one and a half air quotes, home game versus the Dolphins being played in Frankfurt, Germany. Chiefs minus one and a half. Guten Tag. Main reason is the Dolphins haven't beat anybody with a winning record yet. Mm. They have not proven to me that they are a a good... They have not proven they are a great football team. They have a great record, but they might just be a good football team. Um, and the Chiefs are going to be – they're going to be angry, looking for a bounce back. It's, its you know, Patrick Mahomes was – flu game and snow and cold and getting down early. Like, they're, they're going to look for a strong bounce back. They're kind of going to need to perform to uh, stay atop in the AFC uh, playoff rankings. No, I dig that. I Like I said, I, I took Chiefs minus uh, whatever they were last week, seven. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes came out and decided he didn't feel good and really looked like it. So I agree with you on the bounce back effort there. Um, Chiefs minus one and a half against the Dolphins. Aaron, we'll throw it over to you. Yep. So for mine, I am looking at more of a prop bet. I'm going to go back to that well a little bit. And I'm taking Gus Edwards over 51 and a half rushing yards versus the Seattle Seahawks. Minus 115 odds. So look, Ravens are on a roll right now, and I think the identity of their team has largely been through the running game. If you look at this past week, Gus Edwards had three touchdowns, had almost 100 yards rushing. They've been on a tear, and assuming this game stays a bit closer than maybe how the Ravens-Cardinals game was at times, although the final score was close, I feel like the Ravens were in control of a lot of that game. I think the running game will still be important to establish. And I like the Ravens to control the game up front, especially at home. So I'm all aboard the Gus bus for both your wallet sake and my fantasy team's morale because I might be starting this week. So Hell we'll yeah, see. Brother. Love that. 
I, I initially saw this and was like, ugh, Seattle has a top five run defense, but I just think the 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 volume alone should get him there. I think he's the undisputed guy in that backfield as of now. 51 and a half, like you said, control the game. I like that a lot. I will wrap up the guarantee here. I am going to Pittsburgh and taking the Steelers minus three against the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night football. And really, this just comes down to this. Let's let's go back three months, four months, and just remember our ride with Will Levis, all right? He dropped out of the first round, so that's not good. He was listed third on the depth chart to start the year. That's not good. Tannehill was playing like doo-doo, like absolute dookie all year, and there were no signs, no sniffs of Will Levis getting a snap. And then whenever Tannehill did get benched, air quotes, because he got hurt, Ryan Vrabel tried everything in his power to make Malik Willis a thing, saying he's the starter, he's going to go in there, he's going to do great, blah, blah, blah. He plays like Dookie, and then they go to like a hybrid model, and then Will Levis takes off. Credit. He had a great week last week, but playing at home against the Falcons who aren't prepared for you is a lot different than playing on the road in Pittsburgh on a short week against Mike Tomlin like Pittsburgh could go up against the Chiefs and people were like well it's Mike Tomlin they could get the dub here (laughs) you know the Steelers going up against the Titans and a rookie quarterback making his second start Steelers are better than the Falcons in defensive pass percentage and they get after the quarterback the Steelers are top 10 in the league in sacks while the Falcons are just fourth worst plus it's in Pittsburgh and it's kind of gross and it's Thursday night. Come on. The Steelers should take care of business. Not saying it's going to be pretty, but I think they beat the Titans by more than three points. Am I wrong, Aaron? Am I wrong? No, I do like this. And I think Will Levis going into that road environment, playing in Pittsburgh, that's going to just be tough on all levels, even without making Fitzpatrick on the defensive side. I think it's going to really test whether this past week was for real or not. It was impressive to see him go out there and throw for four touchdowns. It's, I think he's the third quarterback ever to do that in his first start. Nice, But I do think I, I like this and think that the Steelers can turn it back around, and I think Mike Tomlin will give him some fits. They should take care of business. One more time so your mom can hear it. The This League Guarantee. Pittsburgh minus three against the Titans, Chiefs minus one and a half against the Dolphins, and the Gus Bus, Gus as Gus Edwards, over 51 and a half rushing yards against the Seahawks. We guarantee it. Go make your money back. And while you do that, you can sit back and check out the week nine slate in this league. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, bye, 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 nice, let's go, finally catching on, I know the listeners are probably like, why would these people help Chris out on the buys here, Uh, (laughs) for the bye week this week, we are saying goodbye to the Broncos, the Lions, the Lions hurt, the Jags hurt, the Niners hurt, a lot of big players out this week on bye, and of course we are welcoming back absolutely nobody, because uh, there were, (laughs) there were no buys last week as a reminder this is the final week of the chipotle Cadoba classic four weeks culminating into week nine here going in Cadoba will need a clean sweep <laughs> to 
<laughs> to make this a tie. It is currently 10-5 in favor of Chipotle. I think my goal for the Chipotle division is to like double you guys. Let's double Cadoba. Let's let's do it, Aaron. We got Let's this. get it, man. We we have it in us. I know. Another reminder for you, www.thisleaguepod.com. You can go there, look at the lineups we're about to analyze. It's a lot easier and probably more cohesive to follow along the podcast with the lineups in front of you. I say we just jump right in, Aaron, and start with a matchup. It is your boy, Chris and Team Fairlife, coming to this one at 6-2, and two, representing the Chipotle division, taking on the guy I just defended to the high hills, Zach and Brees Lightning representing the Cadoba division coming to this one at one and seven. Yes, sir. And sleeper has you, Chris, with a 68% chance oh, of victory. So close. Eight in this one. So Zach, I think can make this a game and I'm going to kind of give you the blueprint for how that can be. I think he can too. <laughs> he can with Brees Hall exploding. So that's the first thing is Zach needs no less than Brees Hall going over 20 points, 20 points or more there. And then his flex spots of Rashi, or is it Rashi or Rashi? That was Rashi. Is it Rashi? Okay. <laughs> he sounded There's so upset. His name. Yeah. <laughs> Rashi so Rice, I think. We'll go with Rashi. Right. Rashi Rice and Josh Downs both need to probably be over 20 points as well. Outside of that, if those guys don't show out, I don't know if I see a path to winning, but we're going to keep going on. Uh, I think it's going to take Chris choking somewhat badly, but crazier things have happened. Josh Allen coming into this week's a bit banged up. He's already has a questionable tag and probably going to play no problem against the Bengals, but still you don't like to see your starting quarterback having shoulder issues on his throwing arm. And we, I already mentioned earlier, TJ Hawkinson may not be as sure of an option at tight end. I'm nervous. Yeah. As he once was. Jaron Hall looks like he's going to be the quarterback. Woohoo! The elite, no doubt, quarterback one, Jaron Hall. Fresh out he of did. BYU. <laughs> yep. He did have a pretty prolific career in... Uh, college with a lot of stats that, you know, maybe he has some promise. We'll see. It's a pretty big stage to get your first start in the middle of the season. They did trade for Joshua Dobbs. So if Jaron struggles, maybe Josh Dobbs is in there. That helps elevate the level that Hawk can perform to. But nonetheless, a question. And then the questions just keep coming. Can Cooper Cup figure it out while Matthew Stafford's hurt? Will James Cook lose touches to Lenny? James Cook is in Chris's flex spot. A lot of questions there. But one thing that's not a question for Chris's team is Alvin Kamara being a perfect win now piece. Choo-choo, baby. Let's go. That gamble is paying huge dividends. That trade looks just so wise and smart that he did that preseason. You might think after some of the, the stuff I've been saying that you know, oh, yeah, Chris, I take him by a landslide. He's going to win easily. But I like Zach, I think, to get a big upset oh, on the backs it. of some monster games from players we haven't seen it from. And I think that starts with Deontay Johnson on Thursday Night Football. I think he's largely been somebody we've forgotten about for fantasy. Like, who is this guy? True. 
know, but he makes $18 million a year to play football. So two, at some point, he needs a big-time performance. Two respectable performances since his return. Wide receiver 23 in Week 7. Wide receiver 20 last week. He's trending in the right direction if you're Zach. He really is. And Zach needs Javante and Brees to show up. And I think C.J. Stroud needs a huge game, which also is not out of the realm of possibility. That man's been throwing the ball over the place. The Texans need him to because, you know, they're lacking at the RB position apparently with Damian Pierce's struggles. So I'm pulling for you, Zach, a lot riding basically on the fact I need people in my division to start losing games. <laughs> there it is. The truth. <laughs> but I do see a path that's a little complicated, but still possible for him to win. So I'm taking you, Zach. All right, I'm rolling with myself. Um, I, I I agree with you that Zach has a lane this week. Um, you know, I, I have Calvin Ridley and Jameson Williams on by. Meh. Uh, Zach rolling with Jared Goff, Javante Williams on by. So, uh, you know, he he's he's struggling in that aspect a little bit as well. But like like you said, I okay. Let me have like ten seconds. Devon A. Chan, IR. Nick Chubb, IR. Kyron Williams, IR. TJ, uh, excuse me, Kirk Cousins, out. So Addison and Hawkinson, hurt. IR. <laughs> Matthew Stafford with Cooper Cup, hurt. Like, my team has been taking a beating lately. So that's probably why I've been leaning on Josh Allen and Alvin Kamara. Um, I, I can see me putting up like a, a 115, a 110 performance this week. I can feel it in my bones, and we've seen Zach – when he's team, when his team performs well, he can break that 115, you know. So that's why I'm a little nervous. I'm still picking me. I should win, barring catastrophe. But I understand why you're picking the Zach pick. I I, I understand. I understand. Uh, Tim is also rolling with me. So there's an opportunity for you there to make up some ground on the pickums. Let's go on to the next matchup. I I consider this game a sneaky big game it's sneaky we are talking about steven and mount passmore coming into this one at four and four taking on another 500 team hayden and Tua infinity and Bijan representing the chipotle division coming into this one at four and four when you're four and four and you take into account the other teams and their playoff chances i mean let's go through it real quick you could you consider me you anthony tim stretch all in the playoffs, right? Considering Tim, you know, puts the pieces together and goes on a run. That's five. That leaves one more team. Sleeper is giving Hayden a 63% chance of victory, and we all agree that Hayden should win this game. <laughs> but looking at the lineups, I'm bleh, I'm not so sure. First of all, just because Hayden has to deal with Travis Etienne on by, Jameer Gibbs on by, Debo Samuel on by, and his crappy tight end carousel is bound to continue between Michael Meyer and Hunter Henry. So there are certainly holes in Hayden's teams. Meanwhile, we know Steven traded away his true studs, but he also has Christian Kirk on by, George Kittle on by, Evan Ingram on by. So he has to turn to Dalton Schultz at the tight end position in Houston going up against Tampa Bay. Um, and like I said, I know he traded away his studs. But you still have to stare down DK Metcalf, Michael Thomas with a great matchup against Chicago, and a finally healthy T. Higgins 
in a matchup mm-hmm. against Buffalo that we're expecting to be really high scoring. So I still think Steven is above, you know, Zach, Don, and Clayton in the tier list. And he still has some very respectable pieces. A, a lot of me wants to pick Steven here, but I'm going to pick Hayden simply because of the quarterback matchup. Um, Steven gets to roll out Justin Herbert, but he's playing at the Jets. I can see that game being really nasty. I can see the Jets just like feasting on the Chargers personally. While Hayden gets Patrick Mahomes against Miami in Germany, that game's over under should be 75 points. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that's, that's kind of what swings it for me. I think Patrick Mahomes and the combination of the rest of Hayden's lineup gets it done. No real lineup decisions. Unless you're Hayden, I mean, he currently has Christian Watson plugged in. Do you consider Romeo Dobbs over Christian Watson, who I, quite frankly has just been better since Christian Watson has returned? Dobbs has been the wide receiver 33 and 38, while Watson has been the wide receiver 57 and 71 since his return. So like you got to think you might go Dobbs over Watson. I understand Watson is the sexier name, but maybe that's a lineup decision for Hayden to make. As for Steven, I don't really see any. I think his lineup kind of sets itself at this point. You could argue, you know, maybe a Latavius Murray over Jarek McKinnon, but that sentence just made me throw up in my mouth. So I'm taking Hayden, but I'll say the loser of this game should consider this a real shot to the heart considering playoff chances. Like Whoever loses this game, especially Hayden, with the Cado- with the Cadoba Chipotle Classic coming up, or ending, excuse me, if Hayden loses this game and he has to turn and go through another round of Chipotle games, it's, ugh, he should be making the playoffs. We know it. He should be. But if he loses this game against his direct competitor, it, it, it might be a lost season. I don't know. I don't know. Aaron, who are you picking in this one? I also am taking Hayden because I think on paper that's that's who you take here. He's got, you know, even with some firepower that's on by for him with Travis Etienne especially that's glaring and Jameer Gibbs as well. Some of the guys you named, I think I still like Hayden a lot. And the quarterback, you know, advantage that I think he'll have that you already highlighted as well. I couldn't agree more. I think Patrick Mahomes will come back and show Germany what he's all about and leave his mark there in Deutschland. Uh, And I think he leads Hayden to a victory. uh, Hope, you know, for Hayden's sake, hopefully pretty easily, because at this point, we've already mentioned Steven is a bottom four team in the league, just based off of who he has and who he's starting. And yeah, you don't want to go to four and five with other teams in the league getting momentum and uh I'll what I will say it's just it's such a tough spot to have ETN and Gibbs both on by that's just that's brutal I mean if you're Steven like hey what's a little playoff what's a little playoff thing for you you picked a heck of a week to go up against your rival for that last playoff spot with two of his better players on by so hey good for Steven good luck there Let's move on to the next matchup. It is Aaron and Let Russ Microwave coming into this one at five and three. You gotta think you gotta win out here, right? To have a chance at the to have a chance at the number one seed. Yeah. Gotta think you gotta I, win out. I think I might have to win out. And I need honestly Tim so badly <laughs> this week yeah. to be Anthony. 
We will get to that matchup. But Aaron coming into this one at five and three, taking on Dawn. And Njigba's and Paris coming into this one at two and six. This might be the most obvious one of the year, but we're still going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am declaring this a win or go home for Mr. Njigba's in Paris. And like the Dolphins this week going up against a pissed-off Chiefs team, I fear that Dawn is going up against a pissed-off Let Russ Microwave team. Sleeper giving uh, Aaron a 61% chance of victory, and that's without even a quarterback going in Aaron's roster right now. Currently blank because he has Russell Wilson and Trevor Lawrence on by, being joined by Mr. Amon Ross St. Brown, so that is going to be a hole that Aaron has to plug. Aaron, I saw you go for Will Levis on waivers. Didn't quite get him. But do you have do you have any other tricks up your sleeve or you want to save them just in case, you know, some people don't put a bunch of bids on starting quarterbacks? Yeah, I'll I'll save that. I have a <laughs> backup fair. plan that I think should be safe and if it's not then oh, I boy. guess take him, but yeah, I got Yeah. That. It's it's kind of dire times. Honestly, the impact of Kirk Cousins getting hurt is Ooh. going to be felt by my team. Oh yeah, that's true. More than Kirk. I would like to admit. Trevor Lawrence and Kirk Cousins was kind of playing like, oh, who's the better matchup? And now it's like, I got to really ride Trevor Lawrence. That's so, right. That's true. I did yeah. think about that. Um, yeah. But according to Sleeper, and really according to me as well, you probably don't even even need to start a quarterback, and you'll still probably win this week, because uh, with Don, you're going up against the likes of Bryce Young, which granted he is playing the Colts, the over loves them some Indianapolis Colts, but it is Bryce Young. <laughs> so I will just leave that there. I mean, you got Justice Hill, who is now the clear backup running back in Baltimore. You got Luke Musgrave, who has shown flashes, but is yet to really flash. And then, quite frankly, and I think this is why Dawn's team has been so disappointing this year, you got a lot of meh pieces, who we didn't think would be meh pieces coming into this year. Chris Olave, Hollywood Brown, Terry McLaurin. Like, they're, none of those guys are going to win you a week at this point. I will say he is giving the debut in his starting lineup to Mr. Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's been turning it on, wide receiver 35, but he caught a touchdown, and wide receiver 17 back in week seven. You got to like that, and no huge lineup decisions for Don unless you want to maybe consider Jahan Dotson. He finally had a breakout game last week, you know. Maybe Jahan Dotson over JSN is something that I would potentially consider uh, if I'm Don. But, I mean, you look at Aaron's roster. This is why he's 61%. Eckler and Barkley, Eckler finally got back on the path last week. You love to see that if you're Aaron. Saquon Barkley continues to do his thing, just casually putting, you know, 15-plus a game. Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs are going to do their things. Mark Andrews is going to do his thing. Gus Edwards in the lineup is a like is a decision I like a lot over the likes of a Raheem Mostert or a Dallas Goddard if you want to go your tight end double stacker slammer whatever we called it um and then you're still rolling with Devontae Adams which I if you were to bench Devontae Adams I would say Aaron come on you're you know way too you know way too predetermined to be uh benching him at this point especially considering new coach new quarterback Devontae Adams should continue to get 15 targets a game going yep. forward all that being said 
absolute shocker. I would say this would be a bigger upset than, you know, say Zach and Anthony last week. Like, if Don somehow pulls it out of his butt to get a dub this week, that would be insane. I don't think it happens, Aaron. I'm choosing you to win this rather comfortably. Yeah, I'm also choosing myself. I think this this is a get-right spot to, you know, hopefully just mend some wounds that last week uh, incurred and get myself back you, into. You uh, sound contention. defeated. I, <laughs> I am, man. I, I really, I really needed that win and just every loss looms large it does. because you, me and Anthony are just all vying for that top spot. And Anthony just keeps winning games and the three the top scores wins, in the league. And the more I lose, it just makes it harder. That is crazy. We're the, we're the three top scorers in the league, all fighting in Chipotle for the one seed. Just duking it out. I know. Just throwing haymakers, man. But guess what? We both get to play Anthony one more time. Aaron, we can do this. We can down the. We both beat him and Tim also. We would. We could down the monster. <laughs> and that would make. So. Not jumping ahead too much, but we play each other week 10. And that will be a huge week. It will be indeed. Let's move on to the next matchup. We have Stretch and Walker. I hardly know her. Coming to this one at 6-2, and two, sitting rather comfortably right now on top of the Cadoba division. Taking on the Chipotle division's finest, Clayton and the Red Rocket. Coming into this one at 1-7. and seven. And Chris, on its face, you think that this will be another, you know, just short prediction. We breeze by this to get up to the matchup to watch. Whatever. Stretch wins in a blowout. Wrong. It's close, man. Sleeper thinks so, too. Sleeper thinks it's close, and so do I. And look, I just, Chris, I have this funny little feeling that Nico Collins is just due for another just like crazy blow up game. He's due. I think he's due. And I also think. Joey B is due for a 40 plus point game. Vintage. Something where he's just going off. And what a better spot than the Bills mm-hmm. at home. That, 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 points. that might be the best Sunday night football game of the year so far. That is juicy. Really juicy game. Going to be tuned into every minute of that game. And then, you know, the rest of the squad, if he gets a couple 40 pointers, they just need to get maybe 10 plus points across the board. No, like, busts, like, can't have any goose eggs, nothing like that. So take Damian Pierce out of your lineup. Good Lord. Right, exactly. Jeez. stinks. <laughs> yep, does. Just reeks of garbage. So, you know, I think this can stay competitive, given some of those assumptions. I don't love all the questionable tags across Clayton's lineup. They're starting to accumulate, and don't love seeing that. But assuming they're all good and, you know, that they're just limited this week, veteran rest, things like that. I think he really has some guys that can pop off randomly when you least expect it. And it's possible it happens this week. For stretch, I think you need Thielen. You need Kenneth Walker. You need Mike Evans to show up in a big way, get some of those big ceiling outputs that you're, you know, come to expect from those guys. They didn't do that last week for him. And he got a little lucky on that, just given Sam Howell's 40-point performance. I'm going to freaking kill myself. 
Ah, still upset about it. I'm going to get over it, though. Garrett Wilson and Devonta Smith, I think they need to also not bust for this week, so kind of carry some of that momentum that they had from last week with really respectable point totals there for this to just not be a disaster. But I do think Stretch is just due to be trapped in a week where I just don't think his team and matchups are all that strong, and Sleeper agrees with me. So I'm taking Clayton. Come on, Clayton. Let's go, baby. baby. Man, you know what? I was I was gonna take Clayton, and then I looked at the pickums because Tim is also taking Clayton. So like last week, when you both yelled at me, you both laughed at me for taking stretch over you, Aaron. Because I that's right. I didn't mention it, but I'm gonna mention it now. Another perfect pickums week last week. I am three straight weeks flawless. Let's go. You're definitely dominating. Let's go. Yeah. But I'm taking stretch here. <laughs> I was gonna take Clayton to be fun, you know, and try and get a get a leg up on you guys. I saw you both take Clayton. I was like, all right, fine, I'll take stretch. I will say stretch has to suffer through Sam Laporte God being on by. So he has to go with Chigaconquo. That is tight end 31 Chigaconquo for those of you at home in the lineup. While um Clayton just has to deal with Zay Jones on by. So he gets a nice full strength lineup going in here, which is why I think you see this game being so close. Sam Laporte has been a really big part of Stretch's lineup this year. Um, getting lucky with that pick for sure. Uh, but yeah, I I, th- I think he wins this one. I won't say easily because I, I, I agree. It's going to be close. But I think Stretch pulls this one out on the backs of Josh Jacobs having a great matchup. Adam Thielen gets to play the hapless Colts secondary and he's going to Colt, go Colt. score three touchdowns. That should have been in the guarantee. Um, so, yeah, I just th- I think the combination of that alone should put Stretch over the top. Like I mentioned, um, Tim is also going with Clayton this week. So, another week and another another group of guys that are doubting Stretch. Just I'm sure he's so used to it at this point. Just He sure is. He just, better be. Just keep bringing the fire to that guy. Let's move on to our final matchup, which makes it the matchup to watch. And I'm not going to lie, Aaron. I was looking at scores last week and just, or during last week, I was looking at the scores and I just glanced to this week to see who I played, see what the matchups were. And I saw this matchup and started salivating, baby. I am so excited for this matchup. We are talking about the new and improved hotness, Tim. And close but no Jamar, representing the Cadoba division. Coming into this one at 3-5, and five, taking on the undefeated, undisputed number one team in the league, according to our power rankings, Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. Sleeper giving Tim a 55% chance of victory. And I think the only thing, though, keeping this matchup from being truly special, I I wanted to see Tim take on a full-strength Anthony side. Tim is the luckiest man alive and catches Anthony with Christian McCaffrey on by. Wow, dude. That's right. While Tim only has to suffer through, I I guess, the 49ers defense being on by. I mean, he had Jordan Mason and Tank Bigsby as well, but we know they are not going to sniff his lineup. And this matters, Aaron, I think, because Tyler Boyd being in Anthony's lineup makes a big difference versus Christian McCaffrey. You you oh, certainly yeah. 
you certainly don't shudder at the sight of Tyler Boyd. But looking at the matchup as a whole, Tim is once again going to lean on his big three to carry the load. A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase. I'm not putting Jonathan Taylor in the big three yet. I mean, if he does have a couple breakout games in a row and it can make this a big four, we're in trouble. The league's in trouble. <laughs> but um, as of right now, I still don't think he's at 100% health. Zach Moss is still hanging around. You saw it last week. He dominated in the first half. And then for whatever reason, he didn't touch the ball in the second half. Is that load management? Who knows? But uh, he's, he showed that he still has got the juice, whether the Colts are going to fully unleash him at this point, or really with this being a lost season at any point in this season. Who really knows going forward? Um, Tim is also having to pivot to Logan Thomas over Darren Waller this week. Darren Waller is probably going to be out for a few weeks with uh, re-aggravating that hamstring. Logan Thomas isn't the worst pivot option. He's currently the tight end 10 in fantasy football, but he's also certainly not the best, especially when you were looking over at the other side and seeing Travis Kelsey, who gets to play the Dolphins this week. Um, and as for Anthony, I mean, his, his lineup just isn't very sexy, but how often, I mentioned earlier, has that come back to bite us? I mean, outside of Travis Kelsey, nobody really truly puts the fear of God in you. I'm looking at Joe Mixon, Ramondre Stevenson, Keenan Allen, who gets to go up against Sauce Gardner this week. Um, but you can kind of start to put the pieces together as to why Anthony is undefeated and still will not go down easily in this matchup. Joe Mixon against Buffalo, you like that. Amari Cooper with maybe Deshaun Watson coming back, going up against Arizona, you like that. Um... The only lineup decision I think in this game is if you're Anthony, do you consider, just consider going Rashid Shahid over Tyler Boyd? You know you are going to have to score points this week. Tyler Boyd, his best finish this year was wide receiver 14 in week six. I mean, he's more, he's more of a wide receiver 31, 48, 51 kind of guy. Rashid Shahid, Sure, he finished as the wide receiver six last week. He finished as the wide receiver 12 two weeks ago, but he does have some wide receiver 52 and 63 games <laughs> sprinkled in there. So for me, I feel like I'm going to call Rashid, da- or Rashid Shahid like Gabe Davis light. Um, that's a consideration, honestly, if I'm Anthony. Throw him in there. If he pops, you have a better chance of winning. If he doesn't, is he really going to be worse than Tyler Boyd? I don't know. That's kind of my reasoning. So I'm terrified to do this. My brain is telling me to pick Tim. But Aaron, my gut, my gut and the pickums, because you both are picking Tim, are telling me Anthony wins this for whatever reason. I think his team rallies around Christian McCaffrey being out and saying, hey, we can do this. We could perform without our leader who puts up 30 points a game. We can do this. And I think they rally and they pull off the upset, which is crazy for me to say that an 8-0 team going up against a 3-5 team would be pulling off an upset in this W. But I think with just the current trends, the buys that they're dealing with, Anthony is probably the underdog going into this game. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I do think he's the underdog. And, you know... It just pains me, man, that you're not with Tim and I on taking Tim. <laughs> we need you and I both need Anthony to lose this game. I know so badly. I know we do. 
to for better playoff seating and a slim chance right at winning that number one seed because of how our playoff system is. So as you already mentioned it, I'm taking Tim. I just love his big three. And the fact that Christian McCaffrey is out, I mean, I think that makes me even more confident. That's big. That yeah. Anthony yeah. can finally be put to bed at least for <laughs> one week. And he's going through a gauntlet, man. I, I mean, I know he's he's got a somebody he coming up is going to be pretty easy for him, but he's got us both in the next three weeks. So yeah, Anthony gets uh, Steven next week, and then me, you, Hayden, back to back to back. Welcome back to the Chipotle not, division, baby. Right, not an easy road whatsoever. Right, so. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Week nine preview is in the books. Tim and Aaron picking Tim to come out on top here. Well, I'm sticking with Mr. Undefeated Anthony. I think he gets it done. I think he moves to nine. And oh, let's get us out of here and on to week nine. One more time for the folks in the back, www.thisleakpod.com is where you can go up to the minute scores, transactions, trades, lineup, tinkers, all that good stuff. You can follow along with the league there. That is the spot to do it. As always, comment, leave a leave a good comment, interact with us on social media, share us with your friends, leave us a good rating, and just crush that like button as hard as I'm going to crush Aaron next week. It's going to be beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to come back for that preview and the review whenever I leave Aaron in tears next week um, because you should just smack that like button as hard as I'm going to smack Aaron next week. You know you just jinxed yourself. You know you just did that. You just cursed yourself. Nope. I, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you did that for me. <laughs> made it an easier thing, so I appreciate the win. Um, you could just click it though. You could just click it. That's good. Just simply click it. Stick to the fundamentals. Aaron, I'm ready for more football. As uh, as Gus Edwards said, um, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm hoping next week. I hope I get another big load. Just Wait. another big load. Another okay. I was about to say another big load. Yep. And Gus Edwards will be carrying that big load and carrying me to victory, or else I might quit the lead. That's right. I'm Chris. It's November, which means it's Christmas season. I don't care what you think. Love you guys. And I'm Aaron. Go on, get.